Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickel. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast. And today, we are still a featured podcaster on Podcast Alusa and doing a ton of interviews here with some really interesting people. And one of our interesting guests for the day is Drusella Mogorewera. So hopefully I got that right. And yeah, she is an expert in diversity. She helps CEOs kind of build that into their businesses. But she was also one of you. She was a person that worked in the corporate world for a long time. She's also an immigrant to the United States, an immigrant, I don't know, to the United States, but but an immigrant. And so she started from nothing and built herself up. So I'm just so excited to hear her story today. Drisella, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. I am so glad to have you on. Well, let's get started with your story. Tell us how you got to where you are today. I am originally from Rwanda. I came to America in 2009 as a refugee because of persecution based on my ideas. I was separated from my children for two years. I didn't see my husband for a year. Lost everything material I invested in for more than 40 years. So Mm -hmm. when I came to America, I started from scratch. No money, no friend, no nobody to rely on besides the welcoming community and having faith that uh, I will see one time my family again. And I'm grateful that America, through family unification, brought me my children and I saw my husband again. My children are prospering in different sectors. My son made me a grabber. So I was a member of parliament one time in government in Rwanda. And I was hoping that when I come to America, I would transfer my degrees and skills and experiences. It didn't work that way. So my first job was $6.55 an hour at Goodwill Industries. And you, you, by the government uh, policies which have to change, you don't have to refuse that position. So yeah. you have whatever they offer you, you have to take it. And then I moved up uh, from six dollars $8, 12 And then 2015, when the agency that welcomed me, which is Bridge Refugee Services, wanted a director, an executive director, uh, I saw the position. But one day I did say, I'm tired to apply for entry-level position. I'm tired. I'm tired. Now I want a director and, and both. So since I declared it, things started to show up. And then uh, when I went to the interview, uh, I said, there is three weeks passed without calling me. I said, probably it's like other interviews. And then they called me for interview. And then at the second interview, they say, can you come on this date? And then later on, I go to an email and say, hey, can we come? Can you come earlier than uh, scheduled? And I say, 
Probably they need to be baby. Probably yeah. like <laughs> so, I've got I've got them over a barrel at this point. Yes. So. <laughs> and then uh, I said, yes, I have a story. I have credibility. I understand the struggle. Refugee goes to uh, through abroad and in the country. So I accepted the position, and then I led the organization for six and a half years. One good thing I'm very proud of, they never had a reserve fund. Hmm. And when I left in June last year, they had $100,000 in the good reserve. for you. And then I did hire a development person because the refugee resettlement is a public and private partnership. And then June last year, I felt like I have a bigger call. I didn't have any retirement plan, even if uh, when I went there, they didn't have health insurance. Mm. I managed to have money so we can start on health insurance. We were on the plan of having 401k for employees. But I said, how do I retire? I I cannot just retire this way. And I I, I need I have a bigger mission to work with uh, refugees and immigrants, African-Americans and police. And I had this call to work with a diverse commun- community. And uh, when I, uh, I hired a branding coach, we came up with uh, my other firm name, the Diversity Trust Builder. So I am helping organization to bake diversity and increase constant uh, trust within their teams so they can increase revenues and profitability up to 50%. So when I resigned, one co-worker said, I for a government job, I said, no, no, I should. Oh. no, I don't have any job in plan. And I said, I will create. Yeah. And then I, I, I said, I create. And then one of the chapter I wrote in the book, uh, Leaders with a Heart, which you can find on Amazon. Okay. My chapter's name is, I'm no longer a victim. I am a creator. So I'm creating, I, I'm helping. Uh, and then when we, we have uh, a Maker City uh, um, event here, and people will say, what are you making? Yeah. And I said, I'm making strong communities. Mm-hmm. I'm making people who trust each other, who can collaborate, who can learn from one another, where every skill, every talent, every perspective is not left behind. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that every one of us is rich and talented. And if we put all our gifts and talents and perspective together, we can even lift, you know, the world and everybody, we can fight the poverty, we can fight the stigma, we can find, fight any inequalities in our communities. And this is why I am helping those CEOs and uh, corporate business decision makers who are committing to championing diversity so they can bake it within their policies, practices, so they can prosper while employees also are getting celebrated, valued, and being seen and heard. You know, here's the thing that I have to say about, uh, you know, when when we were getting matched up for the podcast interview, I'm like, oh, great, another diversity person. And it's all, you know, it's all, I think a lot of it's a sham today. Quite frankly, it's a way for people to make money. You said mm-hmm. one thing in which you were talking about there that is different from every other diversity person I've ever heard. And that is we want to bring people together and we want mm-hmm. to share, we want to share everybody's unique backgrounds and experiences and everything else and learn how to work together instead of what a lot of these folks, it's like, we just want to break everybody apart and keep everybody separate in these little groups. Mm-hmm. Well, you're never going to build trust that way. Yeah, no. And this is one of my values are three. I stand mm-hmm. on trust 
yeah. community and championship. You see, when you have a team, everybody's champion each other. So you don't yeah. play by yourself. And this is how you win together. That's exactly right. Well, like, yeah. and as a company, it's like, okay, we all come from diverse backgrounds. Everybody's had different experiences. Some people mm-hmm. grew up poor. Some people grew yeah. up rich. But we're all still in the same company. We're trying to pull forward. And, you know, we're trying to pull as a team instead mm-hmm. of eh, everybody's doing their own thing. And everybody, you know, this group is bad and this group is good and everything else. I love that. And I love also one, one of the other thing, uh, Jeff. Sorry, uh, it's like going beyond the job description. Yeah, because when you have a job description, you tailor your resume, you cover it that way. Mm-hmm. But I do encourage people to say, when you hire somebody, ask them what else do you enjoy to do. What else? What other talent do you have? Because when they use the talent they have, you gain and they gain. Uh-huh. And they feel fulfilled and they yeah. engage them all. Yeah. Well, and they get to do something that they love. If you yes. can build that into their job, they get to do yeah. that. So then if it's if you love what you do, it's not work at that yeah. point. I think that just those yeah. simple little tweaks that you make inside mm-hmm. of your message is mm-hmm. amazing. Thank and you. it's a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Our country is a better place because you are here. So thank you for coming. Thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> so... What's the typical engagement look like if somebody engages you as, you know, as a coach or, or a consultant to come in? What's the typical engagement kind of look like? So the typical engagement, I take them to a journey. Okay. I see with them where they are today. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the challenges and why are they committed to diversity? And then we discuss where they want to go. Mm. And then I show them how they get there using the diversity in action system framework I'm okay. baking. Yeah. Nice. So I, I show them that it's not enough to ch- check the box. You have to commit. And your commitment has to be known by the whole world. Mm. And you say, how? Because if I visit your website, your website is like your home. I have to see with my lens and my heart that I can feel welcome. In, the, in this environment, I can be contributing, I can feel valued, I can be seen, I, I can be celebrated. All that will be in the commitment, in the commitment, and then the belief they okay. are showing to the world. And then I show them that that is not enough. You have also to define your metrics. Where, do you, where are you, where you want to go, and how do you get there, and how you measure? What mm. are you measuring? How do you measure the success and how you, what are the indicators you are using? Uh-huh. And I, I teach you also how that is not enough either. So you have to make sure that you have uh, the stuff, you have the infrastructure, you have the financial resources, because mm-hmm. some people, you put one person there, oh, we are pro diversity, we have a chief diversity officer. Is that uh, it? You know, that, yes, but I don't know. You don't think about the infrastructure, how you adapt, how in the technology, how people, for example, with disability, how will they access your technology, mm-hmm. how people speaking different languages like me, how will you uh, communicate with them? So that, like I talk, teach about language diversity or linguistic diversity. And then if you have that infrastructure, do you have a plan, a, t- a training plan? 
for your employees, your partners, even your clients, because you are all one team mm-hmm. and you have to look into the same direction, not just one doing this and this. So you have to have the same values. Are you okay with the values you develop together? Uh-huh. And then if you have all this, now you deliver the results, you celebrate success and your people and you evaluate and then you continue the cycle. So this is uh, the um, diversity in action system I will share to show them how companies can use it. And then those people who say, oh, we are committed, but you don't know. Where do you start? Yeah. I just show it the way. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a very simple to follow system yeah. of, yeah. you know, okay, we're going to commit to this. We're going to build the mm-hmm. infrastructure and then we're going to yeah. spend the time teaching. Yeah. Do you... There's so much of just getting to know people and, and building relationships inside that system. Is there is there anything in there that kind of helps people kind of understand where everybody comes from, understanding their their backgrounds and everything? Yes. Okay. So I stand for trust. Yeah. Community and championship. Uh-huh. So the, the community, you have to have communion. Mm-hmm. People have to have a way of talking to know each other and uh and and, and and this will come this is the book i, I like now to recommend people the joint yeah. business okay by enjoy uh badridge and uh she for example shows how you can even have like because of you award so every employee is rewarded we do mm-hmm. something good your name is checked. Everybody knows. The screen knows that today. Mm-hmm. Josella did this one. Jeff did this one. Mm-hmm. And then it's not just for uh, only people. And then also you can even define the alphabet. What is the happy diversity alphabet within the organization? What are the triggering words? What you have learned, you have to unlearn. What experience? How do you communicate? You know, those are the things you should put together because you have those people with different background and culture and you have to understand each other. I was telling somebody earlier that there was one immigrant, they did ask her if she came for good. And she said, why should I come for bad? (laughs) (laughs) Just the the wording. How you change the wording, yeah. Yes. So these are the things you should know. Hey, uh, Drusella is from uh, Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, she speaks five languages. And, and I tell people sometimes they say, where is your accent is from? But I don't, I never ask a- anyone about the accent because I don't believe that we all have an accent. Yeah. And I say our accents are our assets. Mm-hmm. So. It, it means you have to capitalize on everybody's business. And then uh, when I talk about language, linguistic diversity, people do not have just to be afraid mm. because you can build like a language line. Yeah. You can access all the languages in the world just by having a budget on language line. Mm. Also, you can incentivize people who want to learn other languages. Now, the global economy requires we know many people have now VAs from Asia from everywhere mm-hmm. I so do yeah. working without borders huh? so this is how organizations also should say hey if Drusella comes in my office and I don't speak her language how can I know if she doesn't build, bring gold for me yeah you know you never know if I don't bring gold within an organization I can bring the innovation that never happened before Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to be open to that. So creating the space for uh, conversation, safe spaces, that is part of the plan. I love it. I think the world of you, I mean, it's just, 
it's it's refreshing. Uh, I will just say Thank that you. it's very refreshing to see somebody have a different approach to bringing people together instead of breaking people apart, which is what we seem to do in today's world. So thank you yeah. for doing that. And I hope, I mm-hmm. wish you amazing amounts of success doing it because we will be a better place with, with more, more of you than there is of other people that are doing things. The thank you. Way. Together, together we are yeah. complimentary. And we make, yeah, we make, we, we are a, a nation of immigrants. So very yeah. few of us, very few of us started here. We all came yeah. in some way, shape or form. And that's what makes us, the country that we are today. Yeah. So let's transition to the fast five questions. You ready? Okay. okay. All right. I'm ready. This one is pretty, pretty easy for you because you've done this a couple times in your life. But you wake up in the morning, business is totally gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, a laptop computer, a place to live, and food and clothing. What are you going to do first? I will pause. Okay. Pray. Pray. And then define what I am good at and think about who has my money. Mm-hmm. I love that. To pause the brain, no, the who's got my money part. I'm just thinking yeah. of that. That's fantastic. I love yeah, it's, it. It's like now they tell me I'm overqualified several times. Yeah. And I said, what do I qualify for? I'm a speaker. I share a story and people I get inspired. This yeah. is why now I have to go into you're the a, You are a parliamentarian. I mean, you're probably infinitely more qualified than half the people we have sitting in Washington today. So, <laughs> yeah. What is the biggest business mistake you've ever made? The biggest business mistake I made is to embark on my speaking business without defining my vision mission and values i should have started from there yeah I, even if i felt good about speaking i just went into business of speaking without having my bigger vision what where where i want to go. very good yeah and it's a great answer on that what's a good mm-hmm. book that you'd recommend for our audience i know you showed they share the one yes. okay yes. this is one of them the joint business about the jo- seven habits of highly effective people is one of the best too Okay. And who moved, who moved my cheese? Who moved you my cheese? Always, you have to always look where your cheese is. That is again one of the greatest ever. Yeah, <laughs> I loved his books because one, they're a story, and two, it's you know it, it's a weekend read at the most. You can probably yeah. read it in a day. I love that. Yeah. What's a good tool that you use in your business every day? You might recommend. So the tool I'm using in my business now is uh, my UBS, okay. Unique Branded Solution. Uh-huh. And many people are struggling because when you have your, your unique branded solution, and this is where you do things differently, you do things uniquely, hmm. and, and you can teach different ways, and then it's easier not to use the PowerPoint. So when it's you created it and you know in and out and the subtitle, you can hmm. present from the heart. Yeah. Well, and, and you own that. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. It was something I, it was a book that I read and Mm. it was kind of right at the point in time where I was selling a business and I was kind of figuring out what I was going to do when I grew up. That was probably one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was looking at, okay, take what you're, take this unique thing that you do and brand it into something that Mm -hmm. you own, you know, and I totally control it. The Freedom Day is mine. I created it. I don't share it with anybody besides clients and that's it. Yeah, it's that mm-hmm. makes it unique to you, and and you're yeah. not a commodity at that point. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, final question, and I just am going to love your answer already on this one. What is your definition of freedom? My definition of freedom is doing the thing I enjoy Mm -hmm. when I want to do it and with whom I want to do it. Love it. Love it. Beautiful. Now, Drusella, if somebody is interested in learning more about you, connecting with you, what's the best way? The best way is... I'm LinkedIn. Okay. Drusella Mogorewera, Dia, D I A. And my email is drusella at drusella.com. And my website is just drusella.com. There can be no other Drusellas in the world because you own the, the URL for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You are a joy to have on the show. Thank you so much for your time today, and we really, truly appreciate it. And I appreciate you because the freedom, when I talk about diversity, and I want to help people to get out of trauma and poverty. Yes. And I will use this diversity, unique branded system so I can show people how we can overcome those things. I love it. Fantastic. Well, thank you for being on. Mm-hmm. Folks, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. If you have the opportunity, please stop right now. Hit that little up like button. Hit the five star review, whatever it is. to let us know that you're out there. Give us a comment if you if you want to share your side of things. And certainly we'll share those with Drusilla. And... If you like this, make sure you subscribe to the channel because we do these shows twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we want to make sure that you are informed of every single one of these people, just like Priscilla that we had on the show today. So thanks a lot, and we will see you guys back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.